0: Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me today for episode 38 of the Twisted Stitches podcast. My name is Twee. You can find me on Ravelry and Instagram as fishgirl182. You can find the podcast on Instagram as Twisted Stitches Podcast. We also have a Ravelry group and a Facebook group that you can look up as Twisted Stitches Podcast. And all our show notes are on twistedstitchespodcast.blogspot.com. Hello, hello, everyone. How are you guys? Um, As I said before, my name is Twee, and if you're a regular listener, you will know that I usually have a co-host with me, my friend Kimberly. Uh, She is currently still on maternity leave. Thank you to everyone for all the continued well wishes. She and the baby are doing really good. I have seen them a few times, and... Uh, The baby is adorable, as you can imagine. I have posted a few pictures on Instagram of the baby, and she's even cuter in person. So (laughs) as you can imagine, we're all smitten. And yeah, I miss Kimberly, but um, she's just spending some time with her baby right now. And hopefully she will be back soon. I don't think she's had a ton of time to knit lately, but, um, you know... She's a new mom, so hopefully she will uh, be able to get back into the swing of things uh, sometime soon, you know, because I miss talking to her. Um, We still talk, but I miss uh, podcasting with her. Uh, I forgot to say what day it is. Today is Saturday, May 28th, 2016. I know it's been a while since I last recorded. You think it'd be easier recording by yourself because you can record, you know, any time, you know, instead of trying to schedule it with a partner. But I've actually found that it's harder because when I record with Kimberly, I definitely make an effort to record every two or three weeks and schedule that time. But since I've been recording by myself, it's much, much easier to sort of just put it off. And so I think that's kind of what happened here. I just got really busy. And I find that I don't really like recording in the evenings. After work, I I tried that actually a few days ago, and I recorded a whole episode, but I did not like it. I was super tired by the end of it, and I think I got kind of rambly. I just, my brain just went away, and it was just too scattered, and so I'm re-recording this on a Saturday morning so that you can at least get a somewhat more alert me And hopefully not deal with um, some of the random stuff I said in the last episode that I recorded. I don't know. It just sounded really weird. So anyway, that's what's going on here. Uh, Hope you guys have been well and have been knitting a lot. I can't believe that it is the end of May already. I'm not really sure where May went. Um, But yeah, it's almost over. And this is a holiday weekend here in the United States, which is really nice. I had a short day yesterday, and I have Monday off, which is great. I've been very, very tired lately, and I think all of us need a break. So, um, if you're in the United States, happy Memorial Day. I actually think it's a bank holiday in the UK on Monday, too. I'm not really sure what for, or if their bank holidays really have sort of reason. I don't know. I know they have a lot of them. We work with a lot of countries in my job, and I feel like Europe in general has a lot of bank holidays and things that the United States doesn't have. Um, Anyway, that's totally a tangent, so (laughs) Uh, let's get on with the knitting. That's what you guys are here for, right? Knitting, knitting. Uh, First up, we have Whippet, which, as you can imagine, is works in progress. I have been working on quite a few things. Actually, looking at my list, it's not as many as I thought But uh, I've definitely been keeping busy. Uh, The first thing I've been working on is my hitchhiker shawl, which is by Martina Bay. I am making that out of the lemonade shop Sparkle Sock in their blue fluffy unicorn colorway. And you guys have probably seen this if you follow us on Instagram. This is the tealy blue colorway with the blips of rainbow. I've been working on this for a while now, and it's definitely sort of my mindless knitting that I bring around with me, but I haven't made a ton of progress on it lately. I really, really need to dedicate some time to it because I really like it and I really want to finish it. Uh, so not much new going on with that, except that it's, um yeah, I'm still going on it. I think I have about 20 of the little teeth edges right now, and I think the pattern calls for maybe 40 before you start to decrease or start you know finishing up the shawl so I'm I don't know I'm maybe halfway there close to halfway there but not quite so um yeah I really like that but I I need to finish it uh the next thing I've been working on is a new project that you guys haven't heard about and that is the Spindrift Shawl by Helen Stewart Helen is the host of the Curious Handmade podcast which is a really good podcast if you don't want to listen to it I'm a big fan Helen makes, uh, or designs, a lot of beautiful, beautiful shawls, and I have several of them in my Ravelry library, but this is the first one that I've actually knit up, or started knitting, and the Spindrift Shawl is a, a once-game project. It is a crescent-shaped shawl. It's pretty simple. It has, um, it, yeah, it's just a crescent with eyelets on the edges, and then There's some kind of, I think, eyelets border before you finish. Uh, She posted this a while ago on her Instagram and all that. And it was a free pattern if you signed up for her sort of workshop. And the workshop wasn't anything too complicated. Basically, you would just sign up for an email um, that she would send out every few days, sort of as a knit-along, and she would, you know, go through the steps of, how to knit your first shawl, picking the yarn, gauge, um, stuff like that. And all you had to do was sign up for her email list and she would send you the pattern for free. And so that's what I did. And it's going along fine. I'm using a More Lemonade Shop yarn. This is her Simple Soft yarn. And I'm pretty sure that I bought this on her Etsy shop a while back and that it's a one-of-a-kind color. I called it Peach Speckle in my Ravelry page. I think that's what it was sold at, but again, it's a one-of-a-kind color, so it didn't really have um, like a, a name, I think she just called it Peach Speckle because it's peach colored. The base is peach colored and then it has a bunch of neon speckles. So everything from teal blue to sort of a neon green and violet and hot pink and yellow, orange, like everything. I don't have a picture of this on my Ravelry page yet, but I will take one because this colorway is really, really pretty. I, I really, really like it. Um, and the pattern is done in Helen's percentage checklist method, which if you haven't did any of her patterns before, they are written in a way uh, so that It's almost row by row, and it's a checklist, and you can check off the rows, and there's a row count for every row too, which is awesome, and every, you know, so many rows, she will write a percentage, like how far um, into the shawl you are. So it's a really good way if you're, you know, maybe playing yarn chicken, or you want to maybe make your shawl smaller or bigger than the pattern calls for, it's really easy to sort of estimate where you are in the pattern and figure out if you have enough yarn to do what you're trying to do. And, yeah, this is the first time I'm using um, this method with her, but I really like it. It, It's kind of like dangling a carrot in front of you while you're knitting. You can see where, you know, the percentage is. You can see how far you are, and you get a real feeling of accomplishment, actually. And so right now, I am really close to the 20% mark. Uh, Which is good. Not not too far, but yeah, again, I can see where I'm going with it, which is really cool. And this is a really easy pattern. Um, I won't give away the secret sauce, but, you know, you repeat a couple of rows for the majority of the pattern, and then you do the edging. So I don't know if it's still free. You should check the pattern page. It might have been only for a limited time, but... Uh, It's worth checking out, even if it is uh, not free anymore. She has a lot of amazing patterns um, in general, so check her out if you haven't. And then the last thing I'm working on are the I Heart B Socks by Vanessa Townley. Uh, Nessa is the host of the Kilt to podcast, and I am test knitting these Socks for her. Nessa originally... Uh, released this pattern, I think a couple of years ago, but she is now retooling it and just making it a better pattern. And she needs some test knitters. And, and since I love Nessa, hi Nessa, I volunteered right away. and so far it's been going really well. I am making the smallest size of the sock, which starts off with fifty six stitches and then increases to a larger number so that you have enough stitches to complete the cape pattern across. And I am using, let's see, I'm using Picks Hawthorne in one of their speckle bases. They came out with a few speckle colorways, I think it was last year, uh, just sort of as a special edition type thing for their, I think it was the Black Friday sale. And I bought a couple of skeins I was really excited when they came out, like they announced they were coming out with some speckle colorways, but when they actually released them, there were four of them, I just wasn't super excited about the actual colors. But I ordered a couple anyway, just to check them out. Um, And this one is the Aquatic Speckle, or Aqua Speckle, one of them, Aquatic or Aqua. And it is a sort of light blue tealy base with speckles of you know, darker teal, a little bit of navy, uh, as you, you know, I'm sure you can tell it's aquatic, And it's actually really knitting up really, really nice. I like the way, uh, the, the yarn is speckling and it looks really cool in the pattern because it's interesting enough not to be boring, but it's not so variegated or crazy that you can't see the cable pattern. And, um, Yeah, so far I'm, yeah, doing really well. I finished the heel the other day, and I think this uses an eye of partridge heel, which was new for me. But it's easy. I thought it was going to be hard for some reason, but it's not at all. It's just sort of like a slip stitch pattern, but not the traditional one. And I started off with U.S. Zeros, my carbons, for the ribbing. And then I switched to US 1 needles for the body of the sock. Um, because of the nature of the cables, the sock pulls in a lot. Um, not a lot, but more than, say, I was just knitting like a stocking of sock. And Nessa has some notes on the sizing. And I was a little unsure of which size to make because I kind of fall in between the sizes. <clears throat> Her suggestion was not to have too much negative ease because you would obscure the cable pattern. If if it would pull too much, you wouldn't be able to tell that they were these super cute honeycombs. But I ended up going to the smallest size um, anyway, uh, just because I started off actually with the second to largest size, but the ribbing was looking too loose for me, like too big. And I was afraid the socks would just be too big. So I ripped that out and went back down to what my normal cast-on is, which is 56 stitches. But to compensate for the cables in the body of the sock, I switched to a larger size needle. Just a US-1, mm-hmm. um, which is funny because I, was, I have so many sock needles, but when I needed the 1s, I, I realized that I only had one pair of US-1s, and they weren't even a pair I really liked. Um, back when I first started knitting, a lot of my needles and general work, uh, Clover, um, the wooden bamboo needles that you can find at a lot of knitting stores and a lot of uh, craft stores like Michaels and things like that. So they're pretty easy to find, and they're not bad needles at all. They certainly worked when I first started knitting, but since then, they you know there's so many new and um, just so much variety in needles these days, and so they're just not my favorite. The double points, especially in the smaller sizes, I found to be really sort of blunt. And so, yeah, I mean, I just have had these needles from a long time ago, but I guess when I buy sock needles, you know, I tend to stock up, or if I see some carbon somewhere, because they're my favorite double point for socks right now, I will pick up a pair. But I guess I never picked up a pair of size ones because I could not find anything. Oh, luckily, I have a local yarn store here. They don't carry garbons, but they did carry the Knitter's Pride Dreams. Uh, Those those are the Knitter's Pride wooden needles that usually come in sort of rainbow colors. But they did have size ones there, and they were pretty sharp. I actually went through, I think they had four or five pairs and picked out the pair with the pointiest tips. I like really pointy tips, especially for sock knitting. And so I used those for the body of the sock, and that worked just fine. And now that I'm on the foot of the sock, I've actually switched back to my zero carbons. And it's not because I think they won't fit with the ones in the foot, because um, my feet are kind of narrow. I was I had been going with the ones, but on the bottom of the foot, which is stockinette, the uh, cable only goes on the top of the foot. I just didn't really like the fabric. It was it was looking a little too loosey-goosey for me, and I wanted, you know, the bottom of the socks especially to have a nice, dense fabric so that you know, they would wear better. So I ended up switching to my carbon's Zeros again for the body of the foot. Um, yeah, I'm sure most people who make these socks will be able to just knit them normally and not have to switch needles. It's just, I think it's just me. <laughs> um, I, I really like stocking knit um, socks in dense fabric, so zeros are my go to. For the cable pattern, though, the ones are fine. I, I think that actually worked out because I didn't want it to be too tight because um, these cables are super cute. And the cable patterning is really easy. I thought it was going to be a little more not hard, but you know, it's soft yarn and if it's a cable a lot, it it gets kind of difficult because the yarn is so small, um, so thin, and the needles are small. But you only cable. It's an eight-row cable. Re- I mean, eight-row repeat, and you only cable on two rows. So it's not really that bad. And I cab- I've been cabling without a cable needle, which was a little hard at first because I always have problems when I cable without a cable needle for the cables that where you hold the yarn in the back. Uh, for some reason, I always have, not always, but a lot of times I'll have issues picking up those back stitches um, before they sort of, you know, unravel. I mean, if you're cable without a cable needle, you probably know what I'm talking about. Going to the front, like when you hold the stitches to the front, is much easier for the reason it's way easier. They usually hang out there without a needle, and they're fine, and I can pick them up. But holding to the back is kind of difficult sometimes, and I tend to lose stitches that way. And so I was having a little bit of trouble at the beginning of the sock with that, because they would just slip out before I was able to pick them back up with my other needle. But I I devised a a method that works for me now that makes it a lot easier. I can't really explain it because, I don't know, because it's an audio podcast. Um, But, yeah, now that I've figured that out, the cable rows are not an issue. And so, yeah, I'm on the, the leg of the first sock, and it's zooming along. They're really, really cute. And I think Nessa plans to release these again in about a month. She gave us a month to knit the socks. And I think after that, she will release them. And I'm pretty sure they're going to be free. They were free before, and I think they're going to be free again. Don't quote me on that, but um, that's what I think. Um, But even if they're not, you should check them out because they're really cute. I I like these, and the honeycomb motif uh, kind of reminds me of Pushing Daisies, if you guys ever watched that show, which was an amazing show that got canceled. But it reminds me of that, and so I really like them. Thank you, Nessa, for a wonderful pattern. Thanks for letting me test knit them. Um, yeah, I think those are all my current works in progress. Not as many as I thought I'd have, actually, but still a good amount, as you can as you can tell. <laughs> all right, next up we have sure I can't say it as cute as Kimberly, but. Yes, it's the faux show where we show off our finished objects. I have a couple of finished objects. I didn't think I was going to, but since I deleted that last episode a few days ago, I ended up finishing something. Um, that project is my agleam shawl. The agleam is a pattern by Lisa Much, and it is a I guess a shallow crescent shaped shawl that has drop stitches and short rows. If you watch the Grocery Girls podcast, you might recall that Jody made one a while back. She probably made two actually. I can't remember. She made at least one. And I'd had the pattern in my queue, but when I saw hers, I really wanted to cast it on. So I did. Uh, This is made with Malabrigo Silky Merino in the Indecida colorway, which is a mix of blues and greens and yellows. Which I've actually, I've had this in my stash for a long time too, so it was nice to use it on something. Um, So I finished that a couple of days ago and it was blocking. This morning it was dry though, so I took it I um, took it off the floor, I was just hanging out on the floor. I just need to weave in the ends, but it's done. And it's a really great pattern, very, very easy. The short rows are really easy to do, and because you're working in garter stitch for most of it, you don't have to pick up the wrap stitches in your short rows, which makes it a lot easier. I mean, not. I guess wrapping, picking up your wrap stitches isn't hard, but I it's more... It's simpler, I guess, <laughs> more mindless. If you don't have to make a note of it and remember to pick it up and make sure it looks nice and neat, the garter stitch pretty much hides the wrap, and you can just knit on. And it's really, it's a really great pattern, really easy. And I used, I ended up using 144 grams of the silky wool, which comes out to a little, uh, maybe 450 yards. I think the pattern calls for 500, but that might be um, a generous estimate. I'm not sure, or maybe, you know, other people used more. But um, I used about three and a half, oh, two and a half skeins of the silky wool, I think. 144 grams. Let's see. Yeah. I think they're 50 grams each, so. I used almost three skeins and I still have some left over. I had four skeins of that yarn. I thought about making the pattern bigger because you, I think you could easily do that. You just do more, uh, like add another short row repeat to it. But I figured I would just stop where the pattern said because the pattern page, on the pattern page, the shawl looked like it was a, a good size. I didn't want it to be huge. I just, wanted to use more yarn, but I I will just repurpose that for something else. And I, yeah, I really like it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Mine wandered for a second. Uh, It's a really great pattern. If you guys are, you know, interested, check out her pattern. She had a sale a month or two ago where all of her shawl patterns were 50% off. And I bought a bunch of them. I definitely plan on making more of her stuff in the future. Um, And I also have another FO, what, two-in-one episode? That's crazy. Uh, But this one is a really small one, literally and figuratively. I made another tiny gnome by Anna Horakovic. That's Mochi Mochi Land. And she is known for her little tiny patterns. They are adorable. I just made a quick tiny gnome for uh, my friend Althea. Hi, Althea. Who... uh, was hosting um, a kids' lit book event a couple of weeks ago, and she asked me if I would make a tiny gnome to go with a raffle prize. And the raffle prize included a picture book called No, 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 Gnome, which is a really cute picture book if you haven't seen it. Uh, It's uh, about a gnome (laughs) who... uh, he was in a classroom, and um he's just a little bit different than his you know classmate friends and i don't I can't really explain it, but it's really cute. The illustrations are really adorable, and so she was giving away a copy of the book and asked her if I'd make a little mom to go with it and It only took me a couple of hours. I made him with little scraps of nitpicix palette, which is really great for um Anna's tiny projects, you really don't need very much. And yeah, they're really quick to knit up, but I've made, I think, five other gnomes by now. So I, I kind of know the pattern. Um, I mean, I don't have it memorized or anything like that, but it's a really easy pattern for me. Um, it does get a little bit fiddly if, you don't, if you're don't—if you not used to working with double coins. I don't know if you could do it on magic loop. It's so tiny, the circumference is tiny. It's only like an inch or so. Um, but I only do them on double points. It does get a little bit fiddly, but it's worth it. I I think her patterns are adorable. And yeah, she has tiny sheep and tiny hedgehogs and tiny donuts. I I love her stuff. Um, If you haven't seen them yet, definitely go check them out. I need to make, I need to branch out from the tiny gnomes. I've made a lot of them, but I need to make more for other tiny uh, projects. Um, because they're cute. And yeah, I think I've been wanting to make a tiny unicorn for a while now, and I just haven't yet. But I will, promise. All right, next up, we have a cute, cute, cute. I have been not cuing too many things, though I'm on Ravelry all the time, pretty much. Uh, I'm really in a shawl place right now. You might be able to tell I've been knitting a lot of shawls. And I think it probably has to do a little bit with how warm it is uh, where I live. And also just because I have a lot of ones, single skeins of cool sock yarn. And I don't really know what to do with them besides make socks and, and shawls. Um. So yeah, I'm in a, definitely in the shawl place right now. And I have queued a couple of new ones the first well the first thing I have queued is a collection of um, shawls by Helen Stewart again of Curious Handmade she actually just started something called the shawl society it's basically like a pattern club she is going to release six shawl patterns over the summer one each month starting in June and, um, yeah, <laughs> she's releasing these, at, yeah, starting in June, and you buy the patterns as a package, right now at least, I'm sure after the knit-along is done, she will probably release them separately, but right now there's a package deal, and it was about 9.95 in British pounds, because that's where she's from, which... At the time that I bought it, translated to about 14 U.S. dollars, and I thought that was a really great price for six patterns. I already know that I like her patterns, so mm-hmm. it was an easy um, an easy purchase for me, and I'm really really excited to see what the patterns are going to be. I'm sure they'll be you know sort of in her aesthetic style, and they will be in her percentage checklist method if you like that, which I do, and yeah, a lot of people have joined already, and I'm just excited to sort of knit along with everyone, even though I suck at knit alongs, I'm always behind, and I don't finish a lot of times, or at least I don't finish in the time frame I'm supposed to, but I think it's going to be really fun. If you guys are interested, the early bird pricing is going on until she releases the first pattern. And I'm pretty sure it's June 8th or June 9th, somewhere in that range. So you have time. I would definitely, definitely recommend it if you guys are fans of Helens or want to make some shawls this summer. And the second shawl, well, yeah, the second shawl thing that I am queuing is the Void Shawl by Melanie Fur. This is a shawl that's in a worsted weight yarn. And it is in the... I don't think it's the newest, or maybe it was the last issue of Amorisu, which is a Japanese-English knitting pattern magazine. And you can purchase the pattern individually, though, which is what I did. I just bought it via Ravelry as an individual pattern download. The entire pattern collection for that uh, issue is really, really nice, and I would love to have it, but just budget-wise right now, I figured I would just buy the single pattern. And this one came to my attention because Katie from Inside Number 23 is going to be hosting a knit-along with Eric from Sticks Plus Twine Podcast. And it is a worsted-weight shawl that's sort of crescent-shaped, and I think it has cables or some kind of textured pattern on it. I'm not sure. I haven't read the pattern yet. So I'm not sure if they're cables or just some... Kind of textured pattern. I think they're cables, though they look like cables when I when I saw them. And I already have yarn for this. I'm going to use some um, shepherd's wool. Oh gosh, I'm trying to remember who the who the um, what the brand is right now. Uh, for some reason, it's escaping my mind. Um, but it's called shepherd's worsted wool. It is really really soft wool. I've had this yarn forever and I I love it. I actually need to hoard some more because I want to make a few sweaters in it. It's uh, extremely soft and beautiful. I'm using a color called Pansy, which is a sort of heathered, medium plummy gray gray purple sorry that was a bad description of it um it's basically purple but it has sort of a gray undertone and it's um heathered and i've had this yarn for a long time as well i can't remember where i bought it now years and years ago um i actually bought it for my mom she knits occasionally and she had wanted to make a scarf in this yarn because it was so soft and she started a seed stitch scarf in it years ago, but she never finished. I think she sort of um, lost interest in it a little bit. Uh, she's older now, and she still crochets sometimes, but knitting, not so much. I think she prefers crochet. It's a little easier for her. You can usually you know, kind of make up the pattern as you go, um, whereas with knitting, I just think it requires more concentration for her. And she never finished it, and I decided to reclaim the yarn because the yarn is gorgeous. And so I, I have, I've had it for a little while, but didn't know what to do with it. And I think it'll actually be perfect for this shawl. Um, I had, a, I did actually have to order an extra skein. I had two skeins of it, but this is a pretty big shawl, and I will need, it'll, another skein. So I purchased that online. I don't think the dye lots will matter too much. It's not a hand-painted yarn. And I'm hoping that the uh, color consistency will be pretty good. Um, we'll see once it comes. It actually might come today. But I don't think it'll be a real problem. So yeah, I will be participating in that. I think it starts on June 1st. You should check out KT's um, Ravelry group for more of the details, and they're calling it the Void Along. Very excited about that. Alright, that's all I've really cued for right now. That's kind of a lot though. The Shawl Society's six shawls. I I doubt I will be making a shawl a month, but um, it'll be a nice goal, I guess, to have. I wonder if I'll cast them all on. Hmm. That would be kind of fun to cast them all on each month, even if I don't finish. Though by the end, I might have six shawls in progress, which might be a little stressful. But it could also be really fun. I don't know. Let me think about that. Let me think about that. (laughs) Okay, the next segment is, oh, a sort of new segment. It is not really newly new. It's an offshoot of Retail Therapy. I just wanted to start a different sort of segment to differentiate things that... I've received but maybe haven't bought because retail therapy is the stuff that we've gone out and purchased ourselves and I'm gonna do another segment which I'm just calling in my mailbox for right now which isn't the most imaginative name but it's pretty literal um, things that I've gotten maybe as prizes or for review or swaps I will probably be doing a couple of swaps um, in the near future and just wanted to have them separate from Retail Therapy. So so first we have um, a skein of yarn that I won from, oops, sorry, <laughs> you heard that, Laser Sheep Yarns. She's an indie dyer based uh, in Southern California, I think closer to San Diego, um, so south of me. And I follow her on Facebook. She had posted a new colorway, that she had died up inspired by her beagle dog and she was asking people to chime in on which names they wanted the yarn to be she had like I think three or four choices and I voted and I don't think I even realized this at the time but if you voted she was gonna pick a winner out of the people who chimed in to win a scan of the yarn and So I won. Uh, Big surprise because, again, I don't think I realized she was even going to give away this game. And the name that she decided on was Fox and the Sheep. And so this game has a cream, a dark brown, and a Mm -hmm. sort of golden medium brown. It is, what is this space? It is Superwash. 75% 75% superwash merino and 25% nylon. The cool thing about her yarns is that one of the cool things each of them comes with a little pin button with uh, a little a little sheep drawn on it with sort of the and it's colored the color way that you are getting. So my pin says fox and the sheep and the sheep on here has is brown and white and um, dark brown. So it's very, very cute. Um she attaches these to her little tags. And each skein you order will get one. And she sells her skeins in 50 gram put ups, which is nice. Um if you don't want to commit to maybe a, you know a four hundred yard skein, or if you like to knit socks two at a time. These are already in fifty gram balls for you, you just purchase two. And so each Uh, skein is 50 grams and 210 yards. I actually have more of her yarn. I purchased it a while ago at a fiber festival uh, in our area. I think it had something to do with zombies. I can't remember the name now, but it was, maybe it was just called Zombie Sheet. Something like that. Um, But I really like it and I, I need to make some socks with that soon. She also sent me some adorable mini skeins with the yarn and these are sort of, I think it's her sort of superhero uh, colorways. One's called, oh, they're called super lady minis. So we have super sheep, bat sheep and wonder sheep, which as you can imagine are inspired by mm-hmm. Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman. Uh, the minis are super, super cute. And I am really excited to put them in my, um, mitered square blankets. Uh, I think if Melinda from Yonder Woman, if you're listening to this, you would really like these. Um, yeah, you would like these. They're very fun and definitely remind me of the, um, superheroes that they're inspired by. So thank you to Laser Sheep Yarns for that. She is on Etsy if you guys want to check her out. Uh, I don't think she's a huge... Inventory at the moment, but there's definitely stuff in her shop, so you should check it out. Uh, that is all I've received, um, yeah, in my mailbox, and we'll just move right on to retail therapy because I kind of have a lot of it. I did not realize I've been buying this much <laughs> until I started to write it down. I also think it's because it's been a while since I've recorded. Uh, things have Sort of come in and I've done a little bit of shopping and, you know, so uh, yeah, there's kind of a lot of stuff. Hopefully you guys don't mind listening to Wool Piggery. I personally love hearing what people buy. So the first thing that I have are a couple of project bags. The first one is from you so-and-so. I purchased... A medium zippered bag from her, and this is in a cloud fabric. I love this cloud fabric so much. It is blue with clouds, but they have little faces on them. Uh, They're just adorable. I really love it when non inanimate objects become animate with faces. So if you put a face on anything, I'm kind of sold you know, so these clouds are adorable, I love it when people put faces on food, (laughs) I don't know why I really like that, you know, um, yeah, like a hamburger with a face, I mean, that's adorable, so I love this cloud bag, I actually have another of her cloud bags, this color, this fabric came in two colorways, a blue and a purple, and it was out of stock for a while, but before that, she'd had a run of them, and I have I purchased a large project bag in the purple cloud fabric. Now I have a medium blue one to go with it, and they will be friends. It is housing my Our Heart B socks right now. I think they go well together because of the blue. And inside it has really cute rainbow, uh, not rainbow, but um, raindrop fabric. I really like You So-and-So's bag. She, they're always really well made, and I love that she takes a lot of care into picking out the interior fabric as well. Um, some bag makers use plain interior fabric, which can be totally cool too, but I generally, I don't know, I, I, I find it kind of delightful when there's another cool fabric on the inside, and uh, Sarah from You So-and-So definitely puts a lot of effort into choosing cool fabrics for the insides of her bags. So. Just another added treat for when you um, you know, open your bag. And then the next bag I got was from a new to me, well, not new, I knew about them, but I had never ordered from them before, and this is Thimble and Thread Make. She is also on Etsy, and I'm not sure what size this bag is in her, I mean, inventory. I would say it's sort of a medium bag. Can easily fit in a few, what two or three skeins of yarn. You can put a shawl in here, I think. And I'm just um, this is housing my uh, spin drift shawl. So I only have one skein of yarn in here, but you could fit more. And the fabric on this is a sheepy fabric. It's mustard green with uh, the sheep on it. I, you've probably seen this fabric before. It's Feel like it's maybe a Japanese fabric and it's kind of hard to find. I've been wanting a bag with this fabric for a while now but every time I saw one I didn't pull the trigger on it and then they've gone out of stock really fast but she had a pre-order for these bags up a while ago and so I jumped on it and I'm very very happy with the bag it's really well made Um, it has interfacing so it can stand up has a little handle uh, yeah, it's pretty simple, but it's um, nicely made. It has a plain inside, uh, cream color um, interior, and a little gray bottom. So it has two fabrics in the front. But the bottom is almost just the bottom, it's mostly the sheep fabric. I love this bag. I'm so glad I finally have these sheep. And I would, yeah, I, I'd like this bag maker a lot. Thimble and thread make recommend, recommend. Oh, and she also was super sweet and sent stitch markers for me and Kimberly. She makes, uh, she has a cute stitch marker set in her shop. Some of them are, I think they're themed usually. Yeah, they're themed. I had actually purchased one, I forgot, with my order that was a rainbow, but she sent a couple of sets for Kimberly and I, as well, which was super sweet. So, thank you so much. And she sent a set for you guys to give away. Uh, I'm going to give away a set for you guys in the near future. Um, not this episode, maybe the next episode, because I just haven't prepared for this. But um, yeah, uh, thank you so much for the prize. Uh, you guys will be seeing that soon. Okay, what else have I bought? Oh, Vogue Knitting Live happened a couple of weeks ago. I didn't... I'm not going to talk about it too much because I really didn't get to spend a lot of time there. I was very, very busy that weekend and only managed to pop into the marketplace for a couple of hours on Sunday. And um, Vogue Knitting Live is... uh, The marketplace for Vogue Knitting Live is pretty small. If you've ever been to Stitches or any other big fiber festival... Uh, This one, in comparison, is quite small. Uh, There's still a lot of good stuff, but it didn't take me a ton of time to go through the marketplace a couple of times. And I I didn't get to see anyone or talk to anyone. Basically, I just ran through and bought stuff like a whirlwind, and then I had to go somewhere else. Hopefully, next year, I'll be a little less crazy and we'll, we'll be able to take more time there and maybe take a class. This year's classes didn't excite me as much as last year's. Some of them definitely looked interesting, but not so much that I felt like I needed to take a class. And I was really busy that weekend as well, so and I couldn't really commit until the last minute. And so I figured it would just be best if I, you know, opted out of classes this year and just did a little shopping. And that's what I did. Um, I ended up buying a little bit of yarn. Not a ton. You guys will... You guys will be proud of my restraint here if you know me in real life or maybe into this podcast. I like buying yarn, but I was really sort of selective and really thought to myself, like, what do I really want right now? Because I have a ton of yarn, and, you know, while I love getting new things in, I need to knit what I have. Because it's really great, too, and, you know, when I buy new things, I kind of forget what I bought before, and sometimes it takes me years to unearth it again, which, you know, isn't great. Anyway, I did buy some yarn. I bought, ooh, sorry, I had to reach for it. I was really excited to see some Hugh Loco yarn in person. Hugh Loco is Nicole, and she has a podcast as well. She's super, super cute, and I was really sad. She was here in LA during the LA Yarn Crawl, but I wasn't able to make it to her meet and greet, which was a bummer. But the store where she had the meet and greet, Wild Fiber, was at bogany Live, and they brought some of her yarn to their booth. Um, after much hemming and hawing, I ended up picking up two skeins of yarn, the first one is her Spun Sock Yarn, which is an 80 1010 10 Superwash Merino Cashmere Nylon Blend. And the colorway is called Lucky Charm. I love, love, love this colorway. It is an amazing mix of greens and a little bit of pink and brown in here. It's just beautiful. I fell in love with it. It's gorgeous. It kind of... Hell no, it just seems to glow to me. It's just beautiful. And I picked this up, but I wanted to pick up a complimentary skein to go with it because I thought it would make a really fun two-color shawl. And so I decided to pick up a skein of her tweed sock, which is 8515 Superwash Merino and Nylon neps in the colorway Reindeer. And this colorway is a sort of how to explain it it's sort of a grayish brown tweed it's just, it's a really unusual color I yeah it's hard to explain I'll try to take a picture of it if I um, can remember <laughs> but I thought it went really well with the Lucky Charm I wanted something more neutral and the tweeds were really pretty I picked up I think a cream tweed and a gray tweed as well but I just really liked this this brown. It, it just seems to I don't know. It just seems to go well with the brightness of the Lucky Charm. It's a neutral, but it's kind of interesting. And I really love the tweedy bits. Her tweedy yarn is really nice. Uh, she has some in her web web shop right now, and I'm contemplating maybe getting another skein, just because it's so fun. I think it would make a really fun pair of socks. And anyway, I think these are gonna go together. I'm not 100% committed, but I'm thinking I'm going to make a budding bluebell shawl, which is a pattern by Nina Phillip of the Knitting Expat Podcast. This is, uh, I've been watching her podcast and the shawl, I think she finished it or released it about a month ago. And it's really, really pretty. I think these would make a really nice big shawl. So that's what I'm thinking. Not a hundred percent sure, but that's that's what I think. All right. And the last yarn thing, um, well, not the last yarn thing. The last yarny thing at Vogue Knitting Live I bought was a pack of mini skeins from Inner Yarn Zen. This is, I think there's maybe ten mini skeins in here, and it's on her simply soft base which is 75 25 superwash merino nylon and she was just selling them in a pack I think it was 18 for 10 of them and these are 10 gram skeins i yeah i was on the lookout for some mini skeins to purchase for my blankets and these looked really cool i have some of her yarn and i, I like it so yeah these are really cool she did not have a ton of um, not the 10-gram skeins at least to pick from, just this sort of color pack, but it's cool. There's a lot of pink in it, which um, you know, I'm a fan of, So and, well, and there's a neon pink too. So yeah, you guys hear that's crinkling. I kind of love that crinkling sound. I Sorry if you guys don't, but I, I, I like it. I'm like a little kid. You know, they have those like crinkle books and crinkle toys that have that sound in them. I like them a lot, and I don't know what that says about me, but I, I like that sound. And what else did I pick up at Vogue Knitting Live? Oh, well, speaking of Mochi Mochi Land earlier, I picked up a Tiny Ninja kit from her. Uh, Her kits are really adorable. I have most of her patterns, so I don't usually buy the kits, but the Tiny Ninja is not available as an individual pattern yet. It's only available right now in the kits. And I've been wanting to um, make it. I have a joke with my friends, some of them call me a ninja because I used to take martial arts as a kid. Um, I'm very out of practice, so please don't try to test my skills by jumping out at me in a dark alley, I don't know what will happen. Most likely, nothing good will happen to me, I will probably get beaten up, but um, we like to joke that I'm like an undercover ninja, (laughs) and uh, so I've been wanting to knit this pattern. It's really, really adorable. They're just these, there's a black ninja and a red ninja, and it's just their little faces. They're just wearing, like, a black and re- or red suit, and it's just their little, like, eyes that you can see, and then they have something sticking out that looks like, you know, they have a bandana tied on them. It's really cute. The kits come with uh, enough yarn usually to make a few of the mini, you know, mini items, and this says it makes three ninjas. It also comes with um, some polyfiber fill to stuff your ninjas and again these are so tiny um, the amounts that they give you aren't very much but they're definitely enough to make the project I've made um, the first tiny gnome I made was from the kit and there was definitely enough to make a few of them I picked this one up at the Knitting Tree LA booth Uh, they are also a local yarn store they are across town from me though and I don't really get to go to them uh, go to their shop very often but it's a very, very nice shop, and, um, yeah, I like I like a lot of their stock. So I picked this up there, and then I also picked up a copy of Interpretations 3, which is a pattern book by Vero Maki and Hogi Locatelli. I've talked about this collection before, and I'm sure you guys have heard of it. Uh, they had hard copies of, I think, all of the Interpretations collections, but... The one I've been wanting the most at the moment is Volume 3 because it has the Breathing Space sweater in it, which is that amazing sweater that um, Vera Mackie designed that has the sort of asymmetrical stripes on the bottom and uses two colors. It's really pretty. What I love about these pattern books as well is that they come with a code for a digital download. So you can go to Ravelry and get a digital copy of the pattern book as well. It's really, really nice having both. And yeah, I'm excited about that. I don't know when I'm going to make anything from this, but I would love to make Reading Space this year at least. Um, It's just beautiful, and I'm so in love with it. So yeah, that was Interpretations Volume 3. All right, I'm almost done with the yarn hittory here. Um, But I have a couple more things to talk about. Last weekend I stopped by another local yarn store, the Altered Stitch, which was having a spring sale. And they are actually very local to me, which is nice. They're like 10 minutes away from me. And they carry a lot of indie dyers. That's sort of their, their thing. They carry indie dyers and Uh, They sell spinning supplies, which is nice. A lot of places do not have spinning supplies near me. But they have started carrying wheels and fiber and all that good stuff. I picked up a couple of skeins of yarn from them. Again, I think I showed amazing restraint. The first skein is a skein from Haverland. And I follow her on Instagram. I love her Instagram account. She loves horror movies, and so do I. And she just posts a lot of fun pictures of her yarn and horror movie stuff. Uh, a lot of her yarns are inspired by horror movies. And she also has a pair of stitch markers that I really want from her shop that I have not purchased yet. They are little shark heads. I think there's a fin, too. You can buy a shark head, like a, a shark teeth head, and then you can buy a fin. I just love them. They're so cute to me. I love jaws and sharks. I think I I need these stitch markers. I just haven't ordered them, but that might change. I picked up a skein of yarn uh, from the shop. This is her Pax Sock Base, which is 80-20 can wash marino nylon, and the colorway is called Hawaiian Punch. This is a speckled colorway. With, it's a cream base, but has speckled colors of sort of a rusty orange brown, a dark brown, a teal blue, a yellow, maybe a little bit of green? I'm not sure. That might just be the teal. This is not, uh, this is sort of out of my usual color range, which is why I picked it up. She had a lot of really pretty colors there, but I was trying to stay away from pink because I have a lot of things with pink and purple. Um, even blue I have a lot of, and this colorway, uh, i you know, was beautiful, but was also in a different color wheelhouse than what I'm used to. So this might become a pair of socks or mm, I think it might be a good shawl too. I love, I like speckles and shawls. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it yet, but I'm really happy to finally have a skein of her yarn. And she's on Etsy if you guys want to check her out. And the next thing I bought from the shop was a skein of yarn from Spun Right Round. This is her Superwash Sport Sock. So That's 80-20 Superwash Merino Nylon, but it's a sport weight. This is 328 yards in a 100-gram skein. And the colorway is Space Highway. I love this colorway. I, I've been really attracted to sort of watercolor pastels lately, Uh, It's kind of hard to explain, but that's what this reminds me of. It is mostly a minty green, but it also has a dusty pink-purple color in it and blues and uh, a little bit of black as well. And again, it's more of, uh, of a rusty orange color, which I think I'm attracted to as well. But this looks very much like a watercolor painting to me, and I just fell in love with it, I don't know what this will become, probably just a small shawlette that I can wrap around my neck, because I really like this color, I kind of want it near my face. (laughs) I don't knit with a lot of sport weight, so I'm not exactly sure what pattern I will use, but if you have any good you know, single skein, sport weight shawl type recommendations, let me know. I don't know if I have any solids that I could pair with this to make it a two-skin project. It's such an unusual sort of color, like the colors in it are sort of unusual. I don't know if I have anything that would really match. So it might just have to be a single-skin project. And that's it for retail therapy. Uh, I know it sounded like a lot, but um, yeah, I've been sort of collecting all this stuff over the last month or so. Let's see, what is my next segment? Uh, I think that might be it for knitting segments, actually. Ooh, pretty good, pretty good. Alright, we are done with the knitting segments. If you guys aren't into the non-knitting segments, that's totally cool. I will see you guys next time, but if you want to stick around, stick around. First up, we have Well Read. What have I been reading lately? Well, I've been reading actually quite a lot. Um. Which is nice, which is nice. For a while there, there was a week or two there where I was in a a kind of a reading slump and wasn't reading much at all. Uh, This happens to me occasionally, and I wasn't too worried, but it's always nice when the reading mojo comes back. The first book I want to talk about is called The Study of Seduction by Sabrina Jeffries. This is a historical romance, and it's her second book in the Sinful Studio series. I mean, if you like historical romance, you probably know who Sabrina Jeffries is. I really enjoy her books. This, the premise of this one is, um, there's an Earl. Isn't there always an Earl or a Duke? Um, he was tasked with looking after his best friend's sister while the best friend has to leave the country to attend to some business. Uh, normally this wouldn't be an issue, but the sister has been, um sort of being, not stalked, but well, kind of stalked um, by a, a former suitor. She does not like him anymore, but he keeps coming around and is kind of creepy. And her brother does not feel safe leaving her sort of unprotected while he's gone. And so he asks his best friend to just keep an eye on her, take her to the balls, you know, make sure creepy guy doesn't get too close to her. And, of course, you know, as they hang out together and spend more time together, they already know each other, so that's not, they're not strangers. But as they spend more and more time together, it's clear that they're attracted to each other and things happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was a really, really fun book. I I, I like Sabrina Jeffries a lot. She writes fun historicals. I, I like her characters. The main character, the main female character in this, Clarissa, is, Um, a little feisty. I like her. If you like historical romances, I would definitely recommend this one. Um, You don't need to read them really in order or anything. Characters tend to be sort of related, um, but I think with a lot of these series, you don't need to read them in order. So pick them up at your leisure. And then the next book I read was called, was called, is called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. If you listen to the Inside Number 23 podcast, you may have heard KT talk about this book in um, a previous episode, uh, which is funny when I was listening to her talk about it. I had actually just put it on my library hold list, and I think it came in the next day. Uh, it is a nonfiction book. And if you don't know who Elizabeth Gilbert is, she is the author of Eat, Pray, Love, which came out a while back, and uh, so many people read, and they made a movie with Julia Roberts in it. And I did read Eat, Pray, Love um, years ago and enjoyed it. I don't think I connect with it as much as some people. I definitely liked parts of it, especially the eat, because I love to eat. Um, But that's sort of what catapulted her to, you know, Authorly fame. Um, she's written a few fich- fiction books in between that one and this one, but I hadn't read any of them. I, I don't think it, *Eat, Pray, Love* didn't interest me enough to, I guess, seek her out later on. Um, but I've been hearing a lot of good things about *Big Magic*. It's the full title. Hang on, let me get it. is called *Big Magic: Creative Living Beyond Fear* and uh, Katie, Katie did a much better job of sort of talking about this book or explaining what this book is about, but I will try. Um, you know, it's basically a book about being creative and allowing yourself to uh, to get past that fear I think that a lot of people have about being creative. Like, you know, I don't know, will I fail, will be any good? I think a lot of people think these things, and it stops them from being creative. I mean, I personally know people who I think are so afraid of not making something that's perfect that they just don't do it at all, which I think is silly. Um, a lot of the stuff in this book is stuff that I already sort of believe or, you know, I've already have in my life, but it is nice to hear someone who's been through this entire thing, who's, you know, been a writer all her life and who has experienced great success and not so great success, um, talk about, you know, her process and how, you know, she deals with some of these same fears. And it's really, really good. If, you know, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you're a creative person because you're a knitter. Um, and I definitely think it's worth a read. I started reading the library copy of the book, and but I was reading it, um, usually I read pretty fast, but I was reading this, you know, I was taking my time with this and, you know, just sort of reading a couple of chapters a night. The chapters are really short, too, which I like, and... About midway through the book, I decided like that I wanted to re- like take my time with it, and so I decided to buy a copy. So that you know, to me, that's a a big um, sort of indicator of how much I liked it because I'm not a huge nonfiction person, first of all, and second of all, you know, I bought it. So I think I'm gonna reread it. Just um, it's really it's a really easy read too, and. I would recommend it. Big Magic. Check it out. And the last book I'm reading, I'm not finished with it yet. I'm actually it's, I'm reading it on my Kindle, so I can tell I'm 90, 90% done with it. And that is a book called Forevermore by Kristen Callahan. I've talked about Kristen before. Uh, she is one of my favorite writers, and she writes, uh, usually, I guess, if would be considered in the romance genre but it's more than that. This series especially. This is her Darkest London series and it's historical and paranormal and romance which to me are all amazing things together. She's a really great writer. This is the last book in the Darkest London series. I think it's the hmm, fifth or sixth one. I can't remember and it's wrapping up, which I'm kind of sad about, but, you know, series have to come to an end. And this one isn't out yet, actually. I think it comes out in a couple of weeks. I don't think it's... it's really soon. Sorry to tease you with this, but um, it's very soon. And if you guys like paranormal romance or historical romance, um, I highly recommend her, her books. I, it's kind of this one's kind of hard to explain, especially since it's the last in this in the series but uh check out Firelight, which is her first book in the series uh her stuff is just really really well written really great world building and there's romance in it, but it's more than that um it is not i mean it is r rated though they're definitely smutty bits as I like to say um which I like if you do not like sort of. <laughs> graphic or, I mean, not graphic in a bad way, but if you don't, if you like things that fade into black, you know, like they start making out and it fades to black, then this might not be the, the series for you. But if you're okay with, you know, a little bit of hanky-panky, like this series is really good. I, I love her books. I'm really close to finishing this one, but uh, I was kind of savoring it. I was reading it last night and I was like, oh, should I just stay up and finish it? And i like, Decided to put it down so that I could read more this morning and just really where the end of the series. Um, I'm bummed it's the end, but she has another series out right now, too. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's I mean, I can't remember the name of the series, but it's a contemporary series, uh, also romance, which is also very, very good. But I think I prefer the Darkest Blended series just because I prefer... Um, the genre more, like historical, paranormal, I, I tend to go for those more than just straight contemporary reads in general. But uh, if you like that kind of stuff, definitely check it out. Um, yeah, Forevermore is the one I'm reading, but Firelight is the first book. Okay, what am I watching? I finally saw Captain America, Civil War. I think I was one of the last people to see it out of my friends. It came out on a weekend that I was out of town, and I didn't get to see it that weekend, and so uh, it took me a few weeks to finally see it. I was a little skeptical just because I did not love the last Avengers movie, which is kind of what this seemed like, you know, another big team Avengers movie, but everyone had said it was really good or much better than the last one, and... So I went to see it, and I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I didn't... I wasn't sure I was going to, especially since, yeah, there were no real villains in it. It was kind of just the uh, the team, you know... I mean, I'm not going to give it all away. I'm sure you know, but, you know, it's called Civil War. They're fighting amongst themselves. And I thought I was going to be Team Captain America. I mean, I didn't know the plot of it, but in general, I find... Uh, oh, did I say I was going to be Team Captain America? I thought I was going to be Team Iron Man because I love Tony Stark, he's sarcastic and, you know, it just sort of flip about everything and Captain America to me always seems super by the book very wholesome, very much like Superman in that way And and I'm not a huge, you know, I find Superman a little boring I find Captain America usually a little boring too but just the way that the plot played out, I ended up being on Captain America's side, which was a surprise to me. Anyway, just a random aside, I don't know. Are you guys Team Captain America or Team Iron Man? I think that's a, one of the hashtags they're using, like Team Cap, Team Iron Man. So I'm Team Cap, which, yeah, I didn't think I would be. But it it was fun. It was, it was a fun movie. The fight scenes are really cool. And... I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I've also been watching season one of Elementary. This is a Sherlock Holmes-inspired series that's on CBS. It's been on for a few years now, um, but I've never watched it. I don't have cable, and I don't think CBS streams on anything like Hulu and or Netflix. But I was at the library, and I've been really just bored with TV and I wanted something that was fun to watch, but, you know, interesting enough to be, you know, not just like mindless. And so I picked up season one from the library and I really like it. Johnny Lee Miller plays Sherlock and Lucy Liu plays Watson. And I love Lucy Liu. I think she's really good in this. And the premise is that he is a former drug addict who's moved from London to New York, and he's a consultant to the police. And Lucy Lou comes on as his sober companion. He, she's hired by his father to keep an eye on him for a couple of months just to make sure he doesn't relapse. And in the process of um, being with him, she has to live at his house. She, you know, goes with him to his cases and starts to you know help him she's a former surgeon and you know it's it's really if you like the sherlock genre it's i think it's really good it's 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 interesting it's procedural it's interesting but not super dark where it's like depressing to watch or it's too intense to watch and i think they have a really good chemistry it's not the same as like the bbc sherlock which i also love but i think it's really it's good i like it i i I'm almost done with season one, which is amazing for me because only I can only keep this DVD for a week I have to return it today and I'm almost done with season one. I will probably have to return it before I finish season one because I have four episodes left but hopefully I will be able to re recheck it out and finish that and they have seasons two and three there as well and I mean Judging by how I'm going right now, as long as nothing crazy happens and they totally change tone, I will probably try to, you know, watch the rest of the series because I really like it. And that's what I've been watching. Nothing nothing too crazy. Um, X-Men comes out this weekend and I'm hoping to see it. Uh, we have the, Again, we have a long weekend and I X men was one of my favorite comics as a kid so I see all the movies even though, you know, Some of them have been hits and misses, but the current slew have not been too bad. I'm interested to see Psylocke's character. If you guys have seen the cartoon or read the comic book, um, she is the um, sort of, uh, ironically, because we were talking about ninja character. She's not really a ninja, but uh, she, growing up, she was sort of one of the only Asian characters in comics that I had found. And because I'm Asian, I kind of, you know, related to that. I I liked her a lot. Her and Jubilee. I think Jubilee's actually in this one, too. Um, I don't know how the characters will be or if they'll be any good, but I'm excited to see them on the screen, even though Psylocke wears this awful purple leotard, and my friend keeps complaining about it. And it is pretty awful, but I can't really blame the movie, because that's what her outfit is in the comics. They might have changed it now, but growing up, she, yeah, definitely wore this terrible-looking purple leotard that's really high-cut on the sides, almost like a, like a, I don't remember what those were called, like French thongs or something. It's just, like, really high up. It's, it's terrible-looking, and if I was ever to fight people, you know, in hand-to-hand combats, I would not want to be wearing a high-cut leotard, all I have to say. But I'm excited about that, and hopefully I'll see that this weekend. Uh, I think we've come to the end of our episode, guys. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope I wasn't too rambly. I realized last time I recorded, there's a lot of words I say a lot and I repeat a lot. And I'm trying not to do that as much because they're filler words. They're not you know, words I mean to say, but words I say when I feel like there's a silence or when I'm trying to think of what to say. I'm trying not to do that as much, but old habits are hard to break. Hopefully, I will get better at it. Thanks for joining me today. Oh, I forgot! I want to give a shout out to Jill of the Scan Enable podcast. Jill, thank you so much for sending Kimberly um, her baby present. Uh, Jill knit an adorable rabbit bunny hat for the baby. We could not get a picture of it that day because I was over at night and it was really dark. But it is super cute. Kimberly loved it. Uh, we probably won't put it on the baby till it gets a little cooler. But uh, just know that it was really, really appreciated. And yeah, um, Kimberly was super excited. Uh, we'll definitely try to get a picture of it uh, when it's daylight out. Um, but thank you, Jill. We really appreciate it. All right, that's it, guys. Thanks for joining me. I will talk to you soon, and happy knitting. Bye.